This episode of Sicker Sadder World is brought to you by Songfinch, our favorite personalized song service. I'm Laura Zach. And I'm Brittany Ashley. And this is Sicker Sadder World, a podcast where we rewatch episodes of Daria and relate it to our current world. You know what? It's funny how chipper we sound when we say Sicker Sadder World in that intro. Yeah, it, it really shows the authenticity to which we are excited. About our sicker, sadder world. It feels like forever, doesn't it? Since we've last recorded? Yes. Sorry, I thought I heard a door open. Yeah, since then, Brittany and I started working together on something that is going to be announced on Friday, so check our Twitters for that. And we also started working with Susie Lewis. We guys, we aren't even joking. This is crazy. We now work every day with the co-creator of Daria. I sit across from her. We, we, we share an office We together. manifested something so hardcore that we didn't even know was possible. We literally, after the live show, were like, oh, we should totally meet up. We should get drinks. We totally hit it off with her. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. Let me know. And then it was sort of like, how about instead we see each other every day? Every single day. Where I hand you a fistful of gummy bears and we share them together. Right. And that that description does relate to the job. So we are taking any guesses, but you'll know for sure on Friday. Right. But it does involve fistfuls of gummy Gummy bears. bears. So that's been amazing. And of course, we're already scheming how that can work to our and therefore your benefit regarding all things Daria. Hell yeah. Uh, I was thinking maybe we could ask her to um, loan us like the VHS tapes with the original um, commercials in them and music for the rest of... Yeah, I want to see some old ass Calvin Klein ads. Do you have a VHS player here? Mm, Surprising that I don't, right? Yeah, that is. Well, maybe I bet we could find one at Goodwill for truly $3. Yeah, I think it's worth it. It's worth that venture. And then maybe we could take little videos. Sorry, I'm kind of just still triggered from the fact that I had to get rid of so many VHS tapes because I, you know, it was no longer relevant. What are you going to do when DVDs become no longer relevant, which is probably around the corner? DVDs, like, what? Are, what's going to replace them? Uh, just the internet. Ever heard of streaming? God. I like the physical copy of a dvd i like to open that that crisp little case right pop out pop out that little disc hold that comes out so violently between my fingers Mm. twirl it around yeah set that little baby in the tray it It just get it's such a fragile thing it gets scratched so easily yeah isn't that beautiful it's so temporary yeah isn't that beautiful it's finite yeah, it's beautiful. You guys, we missed you. Uh, apologies for not having an episode last week. A couple I just things like happened. that there's consequences for when you don't take care of something. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything you want to talk about, Brittany? Uh, quick question. So? Yeah, I mean, I'm... You're gainfully employed. I'm gainfully employed. 
I'm here. I'm, you know, I'm always just stretching myself very thin. I feel like before I was just trying to fill my time with so many things during the day. And now it's like I can't find the time for Mm -hmm. things during the day, which is a good problem sometimes, especially when you know that it's it that, you know, ends at a certain period of time. But yeah, you know, just growing pains within myself. Mm. And, you know, just always, you know, live and breathe and eat and shit and. Oh, shit and. Okay. I, well, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about that. We had a conversation about that today, but I don't know if that's. At work because we work together. I'm not, yeah. Yeah, just some water cooler talk (laughs) about um, how difficult it is to go to the bathroom when you're traveling. Because I was just traveling last week in Japan for a week. and Traveling, with, like, when you're traveling with someone that you're not 100% comfortable in front of. I don't know that there's anyone I am that comfortable with. Where, like, in a tiny, like, tatami mat Japanese Airbnb, where, like, there's a tiny wall separating us that I can just, like, let Not loose. even, like, anyone you've ever dated? I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm not saying that this is a healthy thing. But even my roommates who I've lived with for years, it's like a very shrouded in secrecy process. Right. Yeah. Nobody can know that you have a butthole. And is this gendered? That's what we were discovering mm-hmm. today. That is this a, a cis woman like particular issue? Because we were talking we're with our coworker way, yeah. Yeah, who is a trans woman and she was like, this is not something that I've ever experienced. Like she's like, I'm going to write about this on the trans board. Like <laughs> she was is excited this a socialization? To do so. <laughs> yeah. Like, Yeah. So yeah, your and then, thoughts are welcome. Right. And I brought up when we went on this mammoth trip, and it was a particular situation where it was... For those of you who are not located in California of the United States, mammoth is not the creature that you're thinking. It's a uh, ski ski resort town in California. Go on. So it was six of us that were in this you know, tiny room that was like lofted so you could hear everything and we were in bunk beds and the bathroom was right next to it, but like truly right next to it where you could hear everything. And I swear that was the worst like stomach diarrheal, uh, diarrheal. <laughs> like moments in probably the last five years that happened at like three in the morning out of nowhere. Um, and I was in my own personal hell, just trying to like stay as quiet as possible for I literally like, three up. hours. I didn't wake up. I feel like the person I know least woke up and was aware because I got up a couple times. Was it? Yeah. Okay. We know who it was. Does she know? <laughs> I'm sure she, she did. Does, yeah. yeah. It was, oh God, yeah. If only we could all just be a little more human. Right, a little bit more forgiving of one another's humanity. Yeah. So that's where my head's at. Got it. Cool. Where's yours at? Uh, It currently feels like it is like 6 p.m. tomorrow. My jet lag is extreme, but it was worth it. And um, I also came down with a cold somewhere between Shanghai and Los Angeles. Yeah, those sniffles we aren't adding in as an effect. Those are coming out of her. Yeah. Yep. Sorry about that. Um, that'd be an interesting choice of an effect. <laughs> but where's your head at? <laughs> where's your head at? Where's your head? 
No, where's your head at? Where's your head at? (laughs) You know? But yeah, I did really miss you guys, and I'm sorry that we didn't have one last week. I hope you all had wonderful Thanksgivings. Yeah, we're going to keep on trucking through... Through the Christmas holiday. I think we're both traveling, mm, yeah. but we'll, we'll figure it out so oh, we don't we have will, to skip will, another one. No, no, no. We won't let another skip happen. Yeah. So thanks for your patience. And also, um, before we dive into this really pleasant episode, I liked this episode. Great episode. Trap, um, before we get into that, I wanted to say that for those of you that are our Patreon supporters, you may expect a little surprise holiday surprise. And also, if you want to get in on that holiday surprise, and uh, just if you want to throw us a little support so we can keep doing this this fun little work we're doing with you. I mean, it's not work, you know what I mean? Then please do, and then uh, you too will have a holiday non-denominational surprise. And also, if any of y'all's mailing addresses have changed... Please alert us. Yeah, let us know. Just as a spoiler, it involves the mail. It involves the post. Because the post office, they can't read minds. Also, fun fact about Brittany, she's a great gift giver. Also, another fun fact about Brittany, she's a Christmas baby. I am. I was born two days after Christmas, so Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to, uh, you know, make a collage. Okay, so here's, again, (laughs) you want to ask me the question? Where's your head at? It's been pretty sad today, my head, because today is my ex-girlfriend's birthday, and it is the first birthday after the breakup, which is always where you have to do that tricky dance of do I acknowledge it, do I not? Do I have to think about all the plans I had and all the impressive ways I was going to like bestow gifts upon her? Yes. I did acknowledge it. She thanked me. That was nice. But uh, I forget why I'm bringing this up. I think I just needed to talk about it. It directly related to something you said before. Mm. Christmas. Oh, so we were talking today about how like I avoided Instagram all day just in case any of her friends were like doing a tribute to her. Right. Because I just don't like to have to see anything that has to do with her. It hurts my feelings. I feel like those types of tributes should only be after death. Well, I feel like you do ones for people's birthdays and so do I. But not like full collages. Right. So we were talking about like what, you know, when someone does like a a multiple photo photo collage of you on your birthday. Right. Yeah, that's a little excessive. I've done that for you before. For me? Yeah. When? Like two years ago. I'll show you later. Wait, did you ever show it to me? I think that's it was the on larger Instagram. question. <laughs> really? It's in, it's in my closet. On my, on my no, um, yeah. Okay, well, I take that back. I love maybe that you I don't think, remember. But I think it was just tainted because I never remembered getting a photo collage. There was a photo of us like at, in Palm Springs. There was a photo of us on that camping trip. Fun. Nothing? Okay. I remember those things. Yeah, I'll show you later. But weave together. I you have know. to do a deep dive of my Instagram, my gram okay. to do it. But I won't show you today okay. because I'm not going on Instagram today. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I just hope that all of you, that your hearts are okay. Mine's a little owie, but I'm hoping <laughs> that this is the end of the owie period because it's the last day that I have to like think about acknowledgement of a person who owie, you know? And my heart's a little... Maui. That's right. It's Hawaii. Thank you, everybody. This is my style. Got 
So funny that happened earlier today. What were we like at work today? So at work today, we were like, I'll see you later. And Susie's like, what are you guys doing? And we were like, we're going to record our podcast about Daria. And she was like, what which episode? episode? Are you watching? And then we were like speed trapped. And she was like, I don't remember that one. <laughs> and then we described the plot to her and she was like, wow, uh, I yeah. don't remember. But anything with Trent and Jane and the van is and Sp- Mystic Spiral is always great. And I was like, agree. She is very soft-spoken. Yeah, she's lovely. She's great. Think of this. A soft-spoken, sassy redhead who goes to CrossFit. And Guns N' Roses concerts. Oh, what a dream. So anyways, season three, episode 10, Speed Trapped. We open with Daria taking driver's ed. Which, by the way, did you take driver's ed in school or outside of school? It was outside of school. Mm. So so we had one in our school, but I didn't take it. Like 75% of the kids that went to our school took it. But this is now just registering to me how fucked up this is, is that a lot of girls took driver's ed outside of class because the guy who was the teacher was like unanimous for touching like the girl's legs and being fucking gross. God. Yeah. Um, but one cool thing about taking my driver's ed class, not in my school, it was like in a neighboring town. Um, and there was a bunch of kids that were my grade, but, uh, I didn't know because they didn't go to my school was that I created like this whole new persona for myself where like, I became this like ultra femme, like girl who like wore leg warmers and skirts and stuff. I really got to like try on a whole new personality. It was just wild. for the sake of who your driving instructor no, not my instructor. The people in the class. Gross. Did they show you all of the, like, accident victim photos? Truly don't remember. Huh. Well, I feel like maybe they didn't because you would remember. They gave us the whole narrative about this couple that got in a fight and the woman left really upset. And she was so upset that she didn't put on her seatbelt and she wasn't paying attention. And she wrapped her car around the tree and then she sh- they showed us pictures of her dead body. God, women are so irrational. holy shit so the weird thing about this opening scene is that they the way the dp played it it was to start in zoomed in on daria and she's talking to someone but they make it seem like she's talking to someone like she's on a date with because she's sort of like if we're gonna make this work we gotta move past this one thing right and then it turns out it's just she needs to parallel park successfully in order to move past that part of the test which she does and the driving instructor is super relieved sounds like she's had to go through this test uh, a few times and this was one of those and she gets her license and this is one of those moments where i am reminded how young daria really is yeah 
I recently actually just watched Clueless this past weekend. And so much of, you know, Cher's storyline is built up around her taking her driver's ed test and failing and her just being a horrible driver in general. And for as complex as her storyline is, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, you're like 16 because you can't drive. You've never done this before. You're literally just learning it for the first time. Although, to be fair, when I was 16 and learning how to drive, I was an incredibly good driver because... I feel like the thing about kids who are in driver's ed is they know all the rules. Right, Like, more than adults do. And are, like, afraid to be dickhole drivers. Right. I used to, like, when I was driving with my mom when I was that age, I'd be like, oh, mom, this is a double chevron. Like, I gotta slow down. She's like, what the hell's a chevron? You know? And there, do you know what a chevron is? Yeah, a gas station. No. No. (laughs) You fucking idiot. The Chevron gas station was named after. They're the... Charles Chevron, <laughs> the oil tycoon. They're the, like, sharp turn signals that look like a sideways triangle. And when it's mm. a double Chevron, it's when... Anyway, so Daria is getting her license, and Jane gives her an old cake to celebrate. And it's old, because, again, Daria's tried this a few times and failed. So it's from the first time that she tried to get her license. So we get a little story in there when Jane is talking about how she is going to be their on-the-road management coordinator for Mystic Spiral because they have their first uh, world tour, which is just playing at a town that's about 100 miles away. But Daria Daria can't go because she has to house it because uh, Jake and Helen are going out of town. But I liked that Daria didn't give in and like say that her plans were changing when Trent specifically asked her to come. He was like, come on, it'll be so fun. And I thought she was going to like make up an I'm excuse. I'm sorry, you've lost your Trent voice. Can you do it I can't more? do it. The cold. Come on, Daria. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? Wait, <sighs> can I record this? I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> but okay. Do it again. Come on, Daria. Are you sure you don't want to come? <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to put that on Patreon. Cool. Uh, I better not see that on your story. You would never. Even though you know that I'm not on Instagram for the rest of the day, so I could see you taking advantage. I would never. Uh, but I am proud that she, I feel like. She honors her commitments. That yeah. One thing that Daria does, she honors her commitments. But because the only reason she really had to stay was. Like, because Quinn was also going to be at the house, I thought she was going to make up an excuse and leave Quinn there. But she knows that Quinn would, in a heartbeat, do the same exact thing, so she knows that she has to be the responsible one. She carries the burden of having to be responsible for two human beings. Mm, Relatable. So, Brittany, I'm not talking about you. Yeah. talking about... Doug, Lauren, Gus. Yeah. So what is what are the parents doing? Meow. <laughs> meow indeed. They are going to the Making Marital Magic seminar. It's a sex weekend. Yeah, they're going to what I can only describe as like a Sybaris. Are you familiar with the Sybaris? No. It's a gas it's station. A gas station. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. It. Uh, no. Is it just my jet lag and cold or are we crushing it tonight? <laughs> You're very cold. 
Uh, a Sybaris is uh, like a like a sexy hotel that has like a heart shaped hot tub inside the room and perhaps a waterfall if you get the suite. But it's it's either where you go to like put the magic back into your marriage or where you go to like cheat on your wife. Right. So there's like people on both ends of the spectrum there. Totally. So they're going to go to that. And shortly after they leave, the fashion club immediately comes in and it becomes clear that Quinn is going to use this opportunity to just kind of take it over with her friends and basically act like Daria isn't there. And so shortly after Daria gets a phone call from Jane, who's calling from jail. What? What? And we get a video of what we think at first is going to be their arrest. So it was Jane driving um, Trent, Jess, is it Jesse? Yes, Jesse. Jesse and their two other bandmates to um, Fremont, and they get stopped by a cop. And they're filming it on a VHS recorder, and it is a very white privilege moment. Oh, God, yeah. It was really, really tone deaf. Because it was um, the cop being like, hey, guys, like, really just sort of hokey and super nice to them. And and Jane is, like, trying to direct the police officer to be more aggressive and maybe, like, take one of them and pull them out of the car for something that would look better on camera. When, obviously, that's just really tone deaf because there's privilege in hoping that a police officer will be aggressive. Right. Clear that they've for, never like, actually purposes. experienced police brutality. Yeah. And so the only reason Jane's actually in jail is that they got a ticket. And so they had to go and pay it because they were like, what, out of state or something? So they had to take care of the ticket before they left. And she didn't have money for the ticket. And so she needs Daria to go get money from her house and bring it to her, which you already know whenever like someone in a show is like, here is your mission. Like, you know, that's going to fail. Oh, totally. But not only does she need her to bring the $100, she needs her to bring Trent's lyrics notebook. Otherwise known as his diary. And he's a really bad writer. <laughs> yeah. And then um, also we cut to one of the bandmates acting traumatized by the cop in the jail cell, which is insult to injury, that they're acting like he actually... Oh, I thought it, that it was more supposed to juxtapose how in the scene prior, he was talking about how much of like like the guy who, who ends up crying, he's like, I'm such a badass, like the cop ever tries to blah, blah, blah. And then in the next scene, he's crying. Right, but he's crying over literally nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crying over spilled milk. <laughs> is that a is yeah. that a term? Yeah. He's crying over I think you just invented it. Spilled chevron. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you could take that out. <laughs> uh and then the fashion club is crying over a catalog, which reminds me of something that happened in prep school. Oh, that's please all tell. I'll say. <laughs> You know, it was when, like, seven jeans were getting really popular. It would be like, who could afford the $150 jeans? Good luck trying to sell those at Plato's Closet. They they turn their, their nose at that. They're like, this is garbage. What's Plato's Closet? Um, It's like a Crossroads or a Buffalo Exchange. They hate seven? I mean, by the time I came around to sevens, they were like, these are gross. Oh. Well, uh, at the time that I became aware of them, I wanted nothing more. And there was this <laughs> one particular store in Boston that like you could get them and I would save up my money from like working all summer and like get a couple pairs just to try to be on par with the 
the non-financial aid kids. And one girl just, anyway, she told me about looking through every new J. Crew catalog and crying. I might take this out. <laughs> it's really sounds terrible as it comes out of my mm. mouth. Hey, we got to learn that way. So Daria well, reads Trent's diary. <laughs> reads Trent's diary. And then Daria decides to embark on this secret road trip. But Quinn joins and says, what if something cool happens? And then she puts on her cool sunglasses. But before we get to the road trip, let's take a moment for our sponsor. So if you're like me and you love getting the perfect surprises for your loved ones during the holidays, you absolutely should check out songfinch.com. On songfinch.com, as you might remember, a few months ago, I surprised Laura with a personalized song. It was perhaps one of the greatest gifts I've ever given. At Songfinch, uh, you give them as much information as possible about your relationship to the person you're getting the gift for. You tell them what type of song, like a folk song, a, you know, a rock song, any type of tone that you can possibly give to them and what type of feeling you want to be evoked out of the person that you're giving it to. They take all that information and they create the most beautiful song for the person that you love most that you're going to give this song to. So if you want to give that same joy that I gave to Laura one day, that check one day. It, check it out. It's in a previous episode. What episode is it? It's in an episode. It's <laughs> in an remember. episode. So listen to all of them yeah. and you'll find it. So if you want to give the gift of song, which as you may know is perhaps the greatest gift that you could give, enter promo code SICKERSADDERWORLD for $20 off when you go to songfinch.com and help create a song. Wait, but I want to also talk about how the fact that like they have a songwriter who like creates this fucking song for you. I'll talk about that next next week. Okay, cool. And we're back on the road again. And Daria is a little bit of a nervous Nancy on the road, which makes sense because she has an old cake to celebrate. So she's been trying this car thing for a while. So Quinn actually... I thought you meant like she got sick from the cake. Oh, no. And if she did, because she was socialized as a girl, she probably would be too afraid to shit it out if anyone else is in the public restroom. Right. True. But Quinn actually notices that Daria is stressing out and so takes her place, which she's at least one year younger than her, one year younger, and she's driving on the highway and is acting much more capable and then says like, it's all about attitude. That wasn't right. That wasn't right. That voice. I've lost it. I can only do it when I don't have a cold. Um, Mom! Die. <laughs> <laughs> did I do that out loud? Oh, hey, did you miss that? Too bad. This is just a teaser. So Quinn picks up a hitchhiker. He sort of reminds me of like the Brad Pitt. Yeah, from Thelma and Louise. Yeah. It's Cowboy Travis. He's a musician with his acoustic guitar. And he's very bland. So Mystic Spiral and Jane, they're all in the drunk tank. And this older roadie named Stan, uh, who very much reminds me of an Uber driver that I had once, just repeatedly keeps talking about all these, like, stories about these famous music legends that he, you know, he, of course, you know, was on the road with. Or he he taught him how to play guitar. Or he added this lyric. 
But he's just like a total burnout who didn't make it. And you honestly can't really tell if he's telling the truth or not. I'm going to say no. I, I, I certainly would say no. But then Jane is in her cell with this woman who wants a tattoo and is just demanding that Jane gives it to her. And there's this really great line. (laughs) There is this really great line about like, how is it my art if you're dictating my medium of expression? And then the woman's like, yeah, you're right. She's like, fair, fair, fair. You can use your marker. Yeah. So Travis is playing a country song for them and um, they drop him off. And at this like cowboy bar. Yeah. Hey, Laura. Yeah. Do you remember that cowboy bar in Chicago? In uh, Andersonville? It was like 24 hour open till 4 a.m. Hogs and Honeys? No. What was it called? It was so great. It was right on. um, It was right on. Is that the one where they had FKA? It was on Foster. No, not FKA. That was um, Big Chicks. Big Chicks. I'm very sad that I'm forgetting. Anyway, if you know what we're talking about, slide into the DMs or something. Um, Do you ever think about just like leaving it all behind and moving to the country and working at a cowboy bar? No. How about you? Sometimes. Okay. (laughs) So he's playing a country song and shortly after he gets out of the car, they realize he stole the money. Very Thelma and Louise. Yeah. And um, then Quinn reveals, no, actually, he didn't so much steal the money as she went shopping and got a new hat and Western, like country Western outfit, which was very cute, which we'll see later. And then gave him the rest of the money for a bus fare. Right. And so they got to get their money back somehow. So they go into Mad Dogs, which is the cowboy bar. Which also feels like a little blues brothery. Did you get that vibe? Yeah. Cool. So I just needed your approval. So they go into the cowboy bar and immediately they're trying to turn around their preconceived notion that these are like two city girls who are just trying to use these cowboys. And someone's like, Lawndale's a suburb. Yeah. (laughs) Which obviously, you know, that's what they're trying to do. But Quinn does save the day. And she charms them. But also Daria does as well. And then and Daria says some like really hilarious shit where she's trying to prove that she's a cowgirl. But then Quinn has that line about, and we'll be home in time for Buffy. Hello, crossover episode of my two worlds colliding. And and it was a really beautiful moment of the sisters using their powers together. Which we rarely get to see. Yeah, and they get to crowdfund and use both of their qualities to make this happen. It was was lovely. I wish it would happen more often. I agree. And I really liked Quinn's outfit. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to pass by that. So then they get to Fremont and they go to the sheriff's office. And at the sheriff's office is a child's birthday party. Uh, Jane is doing temporary tattoos because he, the sheriff is a Picasso fan and Mystic Spiral is playing party with Stan. And, uh, Daria brings Trent his songbook and Trent just wants to make sure that, you know, she didn't read it because it's personal. Which was disappointing because when she read it earlier, there was nothing. I was hoping there was going to be something about her or about any girl or something to give her fodder to be jealous or have some sort of reaction. But instead, it was just kind of shitty poetry. Right. 
And then the final, final scene is where Quinn and Daria are driving home. And Quinn is like, we make a good team. And Daria's like, that was really nice that you said that. And then Quinn kind of gives her shit for being a really safe driver. And Daria tries to run old cowboy Trav off the road. That was a great scene also. Yeah. Well, she was saying like, keep calling me timid. She was sort of like, are you calling me timid? Did you just call me timid? And then as she's saying that, she <laughs> aims her car straight at Travis, who's hitchhiking again. He has to jump out of the way, and he she completely rolls over his suitcase. And it's amazing, because then Quinn's totally deferential to her. She kind of, like, Mach- machiavelli the, the situation. Mm-hmm. And Quinn's like, yeah, whatever. Like, do you want to listen to your music? Okay, whatever. And then, and then Daria puts, puts on, on the country. country. It's very funny. Ooh. Great up. Solid. Great road. I mean, I love a good road trip, and I love Daria and Quinn coming together. I feel like we didn't really see a lot of Jane. I'm sorry. I'm. I feel like we didn't see a lot of Jake and Helen. Yeah, because it would have been X-rated. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not thinking about that. Stop thinking. Stop thinking about it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Sick or Sadder World. If you want to find us, we're on Twitter at Sick or Sadder. We have a website, sickersadderworld.com. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash sickersadderworld. And... You know, we exist as people. At Brit27Ash, at La underscore Wa, at our office, which we'll tell you about next week. You gotta wait. This episode of Sicker Center World was brought to you by Songfinch, a personalized song-making service that will make anyone fall in love with you. <laughs>